Welcome. This is Frog Talk. My name is Chris, also known as Frog or the Frog Soul. With me again, I have Richie the Lionhearted. Yo, what's up? And Seth, also known as Spark Tear. Hello. Welcome back. I hope you this episode. Uh, we really had a good time making it. So uh, we're trying to see how it goes this time. So if you tuned in last time, we talked about ourselves and who we are as hosts. And so this time we have a, a special segment where we talk about adulting and gaming, which I think many of you who listen to this probably will find it uh, relatable if you're a gamer. <laughs> so but anyway, um, First off, we're going to start with, how's everyone doing? What's your week been like? Pretty swell. Um, that's all I'll say for now. <laughs> How are pretty, you, Seth? Pretty swell. <laughs> swell. Uh, same old grind. You know, Days kind of blend together until you get to the weekend. I'm a, I'm a weekend warrior, not by choice. <laughs> Has there been anything interesting in gaming you guys been doing? I'm personally just grinding through uh, Hollow Knight, and then um, I'm also playing, I think I said this last week, just like a week at a time through uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on YouTube, just kind of an hour at a time. Sethi actually joined me this this last time on the stream, (laughs) throwing out some good jokes. Would you like to to tell your one joke, Sethi, that you threw out there? Oh, yeah. I said the the sound that the force push makes sounds like what did I say? It sounds like a four hundred pound quarterbacker, all star quarterbacker, backer, uh, releasing a flatulence fueled by like six jalapeno chalupas. <laughs> God, it's like whoa! <laughs> up in my stream, I figured it needed ended up in this podcast, so. Um, oh, is that it? I didn't mean to interrupt you, Richard. Oh no, that was yeah. That's it. Just uh, Hollow Knight and Star Wars so far. Yeah, I've been. I started playing a little bit of Spyro. Um, that was last weekend when when our family had the plague. Um, oh, the reignited trilogy. Yeah, like yeah. the new one. Just started playing a little bit of the first one, and then I actually started to. I picked up. Final Fantasy VIII Remastered on the Switch a, a bit ago, and I actually started to play that um, a little bit more often the last couple of days. Um, and other than that, that's kind of just been it, other than, you know, Brawl Stars mobile game. Brawl Stars. I'm loving that game. That's the one game I forgot to mention last week that I'm playing a lot. I'm playing a lot of Brawl Stars with you, Seth. Mm-hmm. Oh, and... Thanks. Uh, Richie and I have uh, just 
started playing um oh what's it called uh path of exile i forgot we played that this week because i was like half asleep when i was playing Uh, seriously yeah i was crashing at the end there too but yeah we started playing that together so that was that's pretty fun so so are you guys tolerating each other that's a good game it's like (laughs) it's like uh diablo 2 kind of if if diablo 3 had been made more to be like diablo 2 which i never played diablo 2 so it's kind of a new experience for me but you know it, it it's a little confusing at first but we got used to it i'm looking it's forward to playing it more it's meant to be played on the pc like yeah yeah but you, know, you mm. do what you can diablo 2 is the one diablo i barely touched like i played a crap ton of one a crap ton of two, uh, three, but two, I just, and it's the best one according to the fan base. So, what story? There you go. Um, I think all around, it just had the best mechanics and probably story. And like, I feel uh, like it's the atmosphere. most loved. I, I don't know if this makes me sound old or you know older but i remember being at staples when i was younger <laughs> and seeing diablo being sold there. oh the battle that's, chest that's staples no i get no just the game oh because usually like because back in the day like at eb games you know that's how old we are eb games or you know like now GameStop, they used to sell like starcraft one with um uh, diablo one or diablo two as a, called a battle chest and they'd sell them like as, as like a, a pack game together. So that's why oh. I, I always remember that. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. even remember that. That's crazy. <laughs> Maybe you haven't been to enough EBs. Probably not. The Lehigh Valley Mall had upstairs, it was the EB games. Like, well, now it's the GameStop. And below, they had Electronics Boutique. It's just basically the same thing, but two right in a row. That's what it is. So you'd buy one game and, and then trade it in at the one below. <laughs> Winning. There you go. <laughs> I've been playing um, this really interesting indie game called Hypercharge Unboxed. I don't know if you guys heard about this game. Mm-mm. It's really cool. Um, anyone who knows me knows I'm a huge Toy Story fan. And uh, this game is like you're playing as toys and there's like a, like a tower defense kind of mechanic where you're playing as toys. Everything is toy oriented. Like you're fighting army men or toy planes or uh, toy tanks. And you're kind of like playing like a GI Joe action figure character that like bursts out of its box as the spawn. And you have to kind of defend your little zones using like toy uh, machine gun turrets or, um, uh, like the toy rocket launchers and reminds stuff like of, that. Kind of reminds me of toy soldiers. It's like that exactly. Or like toy commander. If you ever played that, I don't know if you guys played Sega Genesis at all. Uh, no, I'm just thinking of the one that was that for game. 360. It has the same feel. Like you can't play as on um, planes. Like you can't fly in this game, but like you're, you're always like a GI Joe action figure, like with guns. But you get to like upgrade your guns as the mission's going on, and you have to like find batteries to help charge oh, your your station shields. Like the outdoor level, you get to play. You get to fight a giant plastic T Rex as like a boss character. 
I don't think I played it. I just remember seeing the front cover of it at a Blockbuster. You know, the games that people never rented. (laughs) (laughs) I'd recommend this one. Uh, What are you you playing it on? I'm I'm playing it on Switch, um, but I think it's also on Steam. Does it have um, it's an online at yet. all? Yeah, all, all of it's it's all co-op. So there, like, you can play like deathmatch, but it's not the main mode. The main mode is like working other defending and toy robots and helicopter planes and other things from being destroyed. So this, I like the. It's a little bit better than masochistic deathmatch all the time. <laughs> you know me and my love of co-op. <laughs> I thought you were about to say multiplayer. That, that's a good one, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my love. laughs> any, any games you guys looking forward to, or like that we haven't talked about last week? Man, nah, nothing's really changed for me. Yeah, it's pretty much been I'm, the same stuff. Just I'm still closer. just kind. Of, I'm still just kind of waiting for yeah, Final Fantasy and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Resident Evil Three. Which saying those two things out loud, I'm like, what is it, 1997? Yeah, right. <laughs> Seriously, it is the age of remakes and remasters. So, yeah, honestly, yeah. And then, like in the next ten years, you're going to see remakes of the remakes, remasters of the remasters. There, yeah, I can, only, I can only see like games getting more, like I don't know, like consistent, like sixty frames per second, 1080p, like all of them, they never drop. And they all look like Resident Evil, uh, the remaster, the Resident Evil 2 remaster or higher. Like that's, I'd see in like the next 10 years. Yeah, there are games that are closer to today's generations that like I'm excited for the thought that they might get remade one day after that we've remade all the like 90s and early 2000s games that everybody wants to remake. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, we'll start seeing more uh, remakes of you know the PlayStation Two classics. What's one game from PlayStation that they haven't touched that you'd like to see them oh, remaster? Geez. Oh jeez. Uh, well, first thing that came to mind, but they, now that I think about it, they already did on PlayStation Two uh, Tomb Raider, but they did that for PlayStation Two. That was a like a really right. early early one, but. And then they rebooted it completely. Yeah, they've done it so many times, but just off the top of my head, I'd love it if they made... um, And I'm not talking about uh, like like remaking it in the way of... with the newer controls. I'm talking about bring back the tank controls. Just keep all the, the, the controls the same. Just update the graphics. That's it. Interesting. And and I know a lot of people don't like tank controls. I never minded them. I was used to them by like playing Mega Man Legends. I mean, Legends wasn't so tanky. The camp people complained about the camera. Um, Silent Hill, uh, that never bothered me. I just got used to it. it never bothered me. But yeah, that's yeah. that. It... Go ahead. I was just excited. Yeah, it kind of depends. But off the top of my head, I'm sure there's another one that I probably want more. They, they, Did you know, they, they remaster Jack and Daxter? Did they do that yet? I think I don't think that was PlayStation One. I think it was two. Didn't, I think they just remastered. It. I don't think they remade it. Okay. And they did technically 
remake uh, Silent Hill 1, but it was on the Wii, and it was just did not uh, live up to its name. That's right. Was that a rail shooter? Or was that... It was basically was that... like Outlast, where you... I don't... It's been so long, but I know you ran a lot uh, instead of um, fighting, I want to say. But it, it did have a, a really different mechanic to the, uh, or, or kind of gimmick to the rest of the games. Like, it was very psychological. Like, the game would change on you. The enemies would change their appearance depending on what you looked at, um, what choices you made. It was very, very choice-oriented. But anyways, yeah, I'm thinking of these games I'd like remake, which they had you know, already did, but a long time ago. What about what I'm about... thinking of the games that are on the uh, the PlayStation um, Mini that just weren't that great because it was on the PlayStation oh, Mini. Okay, then, like then remake, uh, I know Tekken. They... remake Tekken One. Yeah, I was thinking re- uh, remastering the whole Metal Gear Solid series, but Ooh. I seriously doubt that's going to happen. Like they already kind of did a remaster of one, Twin which was on the GameCube. Twin Snakes, yeah, yeah, oh, which I, I enjoyed a lot. Incompetently. I could go on and on about the, all the, the, the fuck the, Konami. The... I'm serious. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna steal some words from Jim Sterling. Fuck Konami. They're they're their worst. I could seriously go on and on about all the shenanigans I pulled off in Metal Gear Solid, like and being like uh, you know a 12 year old or however old it, I was when it came out. I mean, like there's so many things in that game you can do. And and you know me and messing with games, so just use your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you, you ride a horse down a mountain. What? You ride a horse down a mountain? Not, not quite. What? Not quite, but that that's, was quite the experience. That's, that's just an inside joke to us playing Skyrim and like getting up to the like top of the, the highest mountain in the game and then just no, we riding. Just, I think we just went to High Hrothgar. Oh, okay. I thought oh that was like a Red Dead Redemption thing. It was like Ragdoll Mania. I think we did it like oh 50 God. times and we survived once. Oh, yeah. You just landed in the water and we're like, wow, I guess we'll just end it there. He survived. <laughs> Anyways, well, uh, anyway, so the main uh, topic for this week um, I'd like to talk about, like I said before, um, adulting and gaming. Um, Seth and I have talked about this kind of uh, aspect about just being a gamer lots of times because uh, like the older you get, the less amount of time you have to play games and then so forth. And it doesn't help also that we both have kids now, which makes things up. Someone has to turn off their headset or their speaker. I don't know who that is that's echoing. Um, but anyway, so like having kids um, makes it so much more difficult to play games. Um Seth, like you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. We we can't we can't play with you as much. Like you know, and like I know it's like you have a job that that you know goes pretty late in the night, so it's hard to play games with you in general. But like just having uh, your daughter there too, and another on the way. Yeah. You know, I have a, a a good amount of things against me. Uh, the job being probably the biggest one because you know they they. She goes to bed at a certain time, so I certainly be able to play after that, which on the weekends I can, which is why I'm able to do this right now. But 
Yeah, I'd say uh, the the job first and foremost puts the biggest dampener, which that might change in the future. I probably at some point will have a day shift job, but at least with mine, mine switches in the summer to day shifts, so I have that opportunity to play later. But yes, for sure, having kids definitely changes the dynamic of playing games. And what time you can do that? And just, Even though Richie, like you don't have a kid yet, like we we all kind of like dabble in like just not having as much time, you know, as we well, yeah. you know get more responsibility. We'll have whatever is our like primary responsibility, like whatever we take on. So obviously, you guys with wives and children, you know, have wives and children, and then you know I've taken on my primary responsibility to be music and entertainment and all that kind of stuff that I've been working on and so you know if that gets in the way I just don't end up playing because I'm right yeah or recording or playing shows or out somewhere or whatever yeah like you have your own set of responsibilities that in a in somewhat of a way keep you from that I know you just said that but yeah that definitely makes sense while I you're doing I, those responsibilities, do you do you ever like you know in the back of your head like you're washing dishes or whatever? In the back of your head, you're like, man, I wish I was grinding, you know, for that next level in this game, or I wish I was searching for that special loot item that you can only search for that takes three and a half hours of your life to find, or you know, whatever. <laughs> think, do, do you ever my have own, those moments? My own brain has shifted where like. Or maybe I never really cared about that. Like it's very, there's very few things I've ever really gone hardcore completionist about or, or like hunted down as far as games go. Like, I think I'm just more old school in the element of it's like, I just want to beat the game and kind of like enjoy it for whatever it is. I've never mm-hmm. really like grind, like super grinded unless I had to, or unless the game kind of required it where it's just like, okay, well I can't get past this part unless I grind it. So I'll go grind so I can get past this part. It's not necessarily like the only time I ever grinded the other way was because I was bored and I was playing Final Fantasy seven and I wanted to get like all my characters to level 99 before the end of the first disc, which was just stupidity, but I was (laughs) 15 years old and life was on like a complete halt for a week and I had nothing else to do. So I was like, all right, let's just do this. Hmm. Convenient. Yeah. Except the only reason life was on halt for a week was because 9-11 happened, so it's not very oh, convenient. <laughs> Woo, didn't think I would it was say it's a good reason, but, you know, it's a reason. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I like going for the, the, the special items. Oh. See, I never, yeah, see, like, I never went for the whole concept of, like, I never bothered in that game going like, oh, can I get the gold chocobo? Oh, can I get the Knights of the Round? Like, I didn't bother going for those, like, big secrets. I just, my brain didn't care. I just kind of wanted to be able to, like, get through the game. But I know plenty of people who, like, Seth, didn't you do, like, a 100% run of that game? Uh, For the most part. Like, the only things I didn't do was probably, well, if you want to go extreme, because I did follow a guide so to just to try to get everything but these guides they'll tell you how to get like if you really want to do 100% they'll tell you how to get a 
think the limit for each item is 99 to get 99 of every single yeah. item and then oh my god and then with certain there's a, a couple different items that you can only there's uh, i forget what it's called the w item something it allows you to do it's a trick in the game when you have it you can duplicate any item to 99 but the, and then you have to uh use some of these glitches to get double items and that's only when you do that is it considered 100% it's ridiculous but wow well, well with you know what you're you're only Richie you're only 4 years older than me i think yeah <clears throat> but even then when you're younger those uh ages seem to there's seems to be a lot more differences when you're younger between the years um, but when I played it, at the point that I started playing Final Fantasy VII, I, it, w- there wasn't much else. I had other games, but when I was on a game, that was it, and there wasn't much else. So the interest in finding things. Now, certainly I didn't do it right off the bat. It is one of those things where each time you play it, you think, oh, well, maybe I can get this this time, or what's that? I missed this, and eventually um, uh, this was probably in Back in 2015, I think I went through with a guide and actually 100% percent of the game. But I know what you mean. Some games I do start playing and just to get through the game. I am a completionist at heart, and I think that's why I get stressed out when I start playing games and I get overwhelmed because I sit there and think, am I going to – try to get through the whole game by getting everything or am I just going to breeze through it? I have a hard time breezing through games because I have that mindset, but I think that interferes a lot with me enjoying the game itself. Like for instance, literally right now, if you're trying to race to the, to get those things that you want to get in the game and you're just like, like if I don't, you know, go quickly, I'm never going to get there because I have responsibilities. Like how yeah. many chances do I get the game? Yeah. And so then I, I can when do you it. do that, then you can't enjoy the game, like Richie said, because you're just, you know, you're just trying to get the thing, but you're missing the yeah. entire like meat of the experience. Or if you not missing do it, it but way. you're just kind of you're kind of zipping wanna, through it. Right. If you don't, or if you don't want to miss out on it, you just have to do it in smaller chunks, and and then the game lasts for that much longer. So you're kind of that always, could take years. You're just oh. about, well, I wouldn't say years for a game like that, but. Uh, if you're talking about years, well, then you're talking, you're talk- oh, probably, you know, 70 hours plus oh, for, for a bit, you know, I don't, I don't know. It, it, I, that's probably, that's a really rough estimate compared to somebody who might really spend a lot of time, but you just have to do it in smaller chunks. If you're talking a game, about a game like Skyrim, then that's, that would probably take you years, but with Final Fantasy, they're not as probably as big as you think they are but certainly mm-hmm. do take up a big chunk of time but yeah you, you just have to am i gonna you know if, if i'm only playing on the weekends then uh it's just gonna take the game that much longer or if you breeze through it then yeah you can get through it more quickly but then you're not getting as maybe as much as you wanted out of it i will say with um uh, recently i played dragon quest 11 on my switch and uh, this is the hd like definitive edition that has like extra content and everything um that game ended up i beat almost everything in it there's like a couple final end bosses that take like 
the mat the most preparation you could ever take in like beating a boss like you have to like grind these really special items to use in a very specific way to give yourself like a 10 percent chance of beating these bosses like if i you know those are the last kinds of things i have to do in that game but right now i'm like at a hundred like little over a hundred hours on that I was game about to ask I, played you that, many hours. I played that game like like non-stop exclusively before my um son was born and like i, I don't think that. i'll ever get that chance again <laughs> you're ever. giving me updates almost every day i know i'm asking, like <laughs> i was like where are you where are you at now i don't think i've ever spent that much time in like a single like an rpg like that at once like that and i don't think i'll ever have a chance to do that again unless it'll just take me like you said years to do now luckily dragon quest 11 is nice because every time you boot up the game the story will know it like the game will know at what point in the story you are and it will give you a summarization of where where the story is oh, like so nice. you, you don't huh. forget like what's going on in the story like oh who's that what's well like why am i here or what am i trying like to, if do you had to put it, it down you for exactly. like a month yeah yeah it's it's perfect like they they understand like the game is really really long and they want to make sure you know you get the most experience out of it so they'll always have the screen that tells you exactly where you are what's going on in the story and what you need to know and i really love that yeah i wish more games kind of did that for people like us who just don't always have the time to just sit down and play for hours and hours and hours and hours that's yeah. something i didn't even think of but but would be really useful for that purpose exactly say hey these we're you know your your fans are getting older help us out here (laughs) (laughs) yeah unfortunately they also have to think about who where the real actual money comes from which is children not always well to a degree but like you know it depends which game like if you're things and then their parents buy them and certainly not fortnite <laughs> well, that's a whole other topic. You like like Fortnite and in-game purchases, because like I gotta own every single in-game costume. You know, if I had been really oh into my the God. game and I really liked it, that would have been me. Unfortunately, but then again, that would be like their only but that, game. But that's why that's the way it is with me and Brawl Stars. Yeah, but right. it's not as extensive as Fortnite, so that's probably why it's a little bit more. Doable. You put the most time into that game, so therefore you justify the the spending of in-game stuff. Well, not to mention, I'm I'm a fanatic about exclusive stuff. So if if I hadn't didn't start in the beginning, then forget it. I'm not going to start now. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I wish I wish I could just like pick one game and then just like only play that and just like not have what I have which is that constant backlog where you're like hey I love like a million games and so <laughs> no, it's our curse <clears throat> it's a pipe dream I'd love that yeah. to do that too it'd be great they need to stop making so many damn good games it's true I, I always imagine myself being around 60 years old and doing and picking one game and being that this is my thing <laughs> The, the, you know, and, and being able Tetris. to get everything. Yep, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh my god! Just get. I only play Tetris. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, they are. I'm sure there's people out there. I played melee. Like, if you go back at the the log of my melee account, I think I played literally a full year 
worth of time over like the, the lifetime of that game. I'm pretty sure. But that's when I, I had all the time in the world. Right. So. I think I played that game not consistent throughout the year, but at least would pick it up for months on end for about six years until Brawl came out. And then it was to Brawl. And once Brawl came out, I didn't really go back to Melee. I don't think yeah. I got stuck on Melee because I didn't get into it competitively. Like, where the people that started out competitively in Melee, they, you, they're they diehard fans now. And, yeah. and won't really move on to new things. Were you competitive with Brawl or just you waited until 4 to get more competitive? It... it it was the four that I started, but it was at the very tail end of Brawl that I attempted to get a little bit more serious. But Smash Four <laughs> was the was the beginning. Brawl didn't have the staying power like Melee did. Like everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's the next Melee!" Like, what are we gonna do? And then it came out, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm tripping randomly. This is bullshit." Oh my word! Like, it, it just wasn't the same game like at all. But like, there's a great video this guy did on YouTube where brawl kind of kicked off the like the, the smash craze if that makes sense like the widespread appeal of smash came i think around brawl era like when the online started mm, and all makes like, sense. characters started coming and like snake and sonic and all these third party characters start coming in i think that like really cemented smash as like a like a cultural phenomenon rather than just like a like a like it was popular on mail like on the gamecube but I think Brawl's when it really stuck, and then like the the DNA of Brawl, you can see it like in Four and Ultimate. But yeah, yeah, that makes sense because it certainly wasn't taking off with Melee because that was out for how long before Brawl came out? I don't, I don't remember. What, uh, I was think two thousand six. I think it was like six years, something like that. Six seven years. So if it so if Melee it didn't time. take off within those years, then it never would have if, if Brawl didn't come along and did what it did. Yeah, Brawl was just a stepping stone into four, and they went on from there. I think Brawl, like that's when, like my life started transitioning from college student into like adulthood. Like there was like this little period of time, like in like, I was like at the tail end of college around that time. And I didn't play as much because of responsibilities. So I graduated. Then I think it kicked off like the Smash 4 and all that stuff. And I just didn't have enough time to practice as much as I did when I played Melee. Like I played mm-hmm. that crazy when I was like a teen. Like when I first met Richie and you guys. I think with the whole crux of this conversation, I think I'd have to say is the element of that's kind of why I think I've just always been quote unquote, mostly a casual. <laughs> you filthy, right. filthy casual. Cause being you, a casual you, just, it makes it easy. You just well, take it, your time with what you got. It's super easy to be a casual. You can, you know, like you don't have to say, you don't have to put in the hours, like, you know, practicing, you know, you don't have a lot of hours to practice, but like you don't have to put the hours in practicing to get those twitch skills needed to fight these fourteen-year-old kids with all the time in the world, you know, and have the reflexes of a god. Yeah, I, I honestly you know? think it's somewhat of a gift 
Richie, because I think with Chris and I, it's, I don't know about you, Chris, but personally, I think when you have that mindset of playing games and wanting to grind in them and get better at them at a competitive level, it takes away the ability to enjoy a game casually, I think, because all you want to do when you play is like, got to grind, 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 get all this, do this, do all these side quests. And uh, when you play a game casually, you're able to take it more slowly. And because it's funny when you realize that your mindset's like that, because when I, when, whenever you start up a new game and you see the difficulties, uh, what game did I just play recently when I started it? And the easiest, oh, I th- I started, that's another one I started playing, uh, on Uncharted, the first Uncharted on the uh, Nathan Drake trilogy or, or collection. And there was like an ultra easy mode. It was just to enjoy the story. I'm, I'm like, who wants to do that? There's no challenge. But there's people, I know there's a guy at work, one of the tech guys, he literally plays the game on the easiest mode because he just wants to see the story. In my opinion, if I was going to do that, I know that's not what you do, Richie. But if it I was gonna, if I was going to do that, then I just go on YouTube and watch someone else play it, like a movie. That's, why why that bother playing? All, that's also true. Oh. Yeah, there's there's definitely two elements to it. It kind of goes with time and what I care about. It's like it's funny because I, when I played the new Call of Duty, there was a part of me that was just like, I just want to go through the story just to like see what it's like. But then there was that part of me that was like, but you know what? Every single Infinity Ward Call of Duty I've played through on the hardest mode. And I just, <laughs> I was like, I just, this is the first one they've made in a while. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll do it. And then it actually really wasn't that bad. It was easier than some of the old ones. Mm-hmm. Maybe you thought that you could get through it easier because you kind of have experience with Call of Duty games. And therefore, you're like, okay, you already set aside the time. You did some time management. You're like, okay, if you know, if I could do it as quickly as I did back then, like this shouldn't be too bad, or whatever. Well, and I think back then there were just certain elements where they were just super punishing. Like I remember when you came over to my house and I was doing the, it's like trying to get the mile high club achievement, which was to do the like airplane on the hardest mode under in like oh under God. a certain amount of time, and it was like literally punishing things in the entire world like <laughs> you basically were made of like magnets and the bullets just like attracted to you no matter what you did <laughs> magnet bullets well but i eventually they, did it i got i got so it. you they can hit you that's call of duty multi or single don't, player richie don't worry <laughs> if they have magnet bullets you have explosive bullets i know i do have explosive bullets R- richie a... for a while <laughs> richie would come over to my when uh, i lived at my parents and I, I guess I just have new games, and he would come over and play them. And I swear, every time he played a game, he'd shoot bullets, and things would just explode when they weren't supposed to. It wasn't even like he was shooting a red barrel. People would just explode, and we would just say, Richie has this weird thing where he has explosive bullets. On what was the name of that game? The, one? The, uh, yeah, Singularity. One. Honestly, That was replay. hilarious to watch you play. Because you could, like, do, like, weird slow-mo tricks, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, you'd be like, shoot him in the balls or something. Like, I just remember we would just do some of the, like, we just sat, I don't know, it's funny because that's kind of another part of it where 
because like you're talking about uh, adult responsibilities and but like part of it that you guys have to deal with is kind of the element of having somebody else that you live with that you kind of have to like take into consideration what they care about and stuff too and but that lends itself to the thought of sometimes being able to like watch games and I remember like like you'd think that when I would come over to your house we'd play like co-op games but honestly a lot of times I just played single player games and you're just like yeah I just want to see you I just want to watch you like <laughs> ridiculous stuff right. so, that's why people ask me like why do you want to watch a game when you could just play it it's like because sometimes you don't want to worry about thinking about everything you just kind of want like experience yeah. it or experience someone else experiencing it Especially when so, it's me personally, when it's not for everyone's but... happened. I mean, you got ragdoll effects and this and that. And <laughs> I, I haven't really sat and watched you play anything, Chris, but playing, watching Richie play games and seeing, <laughs> like, it's just so funny to me when things happen. <laughs> he does some wacky things, and I'm like, how did you do that? And you're like, I don't know. And then we try and recreate it or just laugh about it and move on. This is why. Well, I started my streaming now because I think we can get some <laughs> we can get some great moments for the whole world. <laughs> I know I I still got to go back and watch some of your streams on that because you kept talking about how the physics in in uh, the start. Well, I forget the name. Well, yeah. Any anytime he slides down like ice, it's like watching Tarzan, but like on crack because like you're trying to control <laughs> it. And you think it's like move, and then yeah, it doesn't quite move the way you would want it to. But uh, going back to what we were saying about, uh, I think Junie was my daughter was whenever whenever God of War the the most recent one came out, she was still pretty young, and that was at the age where she would just sit and watch, or maybe not even paying attention at all. So she might have just been bound to just. I can't remember how old she was when it was out. Maybe just laying on the couch or something. But that game I played on the hardest difficulty was. And I actually got through it in a decent amount of time. I didn't feel like I needed to rush. But again, um, with I think with I think I mentioned this to you before, Chris, how at different ages you can do different things. And I think right now you're right. At, you're at the stage you mean like where kids age, not your yeah, age. But yeah, yeah. And like you could be playing like Mortal Kombat around well, you know, yeah, three year old. Whereas you could do that with your <laughs> newborn because yeah, yeah, people know. Really. Um, I don't recommend it, but you technically prime, prime example. Yeah. We, we I had started playing Uncharted. I guess I just forgot how much they actually swore in that game. I'm like, maybe we shouldn't play this <laughs> because she picks up words. Like sometimes she'll say words that I didn't even know. Now, now you're making me think of my backlog, and I'm like, I should play the games that have all the cursing in before. <laughs> Honestly, because I'm thinking when, I, when June comes out, I'm, I can't play that around her at all. Unless I just want to turn her into a hell-killing machine. All of a sudden, <laughs> like now that the, once they're up, you're like only playing the Wiggles game. <laughs> yeah, Wiggles game. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's just kids, but yes, yeah, certainly with you, Richie, too. I mean, there's just, you want to do other things. You have other interests and hobbies, and we're not, we didn't really grow up and say video games are our entire life. You, you could certainly sit yeah. there and say video games are our entire life, but obviously. I'm sure some people, that's the case. Like, they don't have a lot going on. 
I'm not saying that's majority, but I'm sure that's some people. Like that's Which all they do. Which is fine, teacher. That's go for it. Like I mean, but for us, we we have other things we want, like to, you know, to put time into, like our families, our friends, our our work, our music. You know, right. It sometimes it's makes gaming more game. difficult. You know, it's like a true gamer quote. <laughs> It's definitely my preferred means of like entertainment. Like when you have people who will spend like three hours binge watching Netflix. Like sometimes I could do that, but like I'd just rather play a game, honestly. And one one right. other one other thing too is now with us, I, I didn't meet you guys until I didn't meet Richie until I think I was nineteen. And kind of met you, Chris, around that same time, but didn't start to hang out with you until much later. But I grew up with a friend, a couple friends, but one uh, was Ryan Lesher. I grew up with him since uh, kindergarten, I, and he was the guy I played games with all the time, nonstop. But then as we got older, he 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 wasn't as into it as I was. We still play games together, but he's not like me by not so much me anymore, but typically by the newer games now he has three kids of his own but in general he doesn't share the same interests as me so that's something else that affects us in ways where you grow up with friends and they lose it they may lose interest or they they're doing other things so you don't play as many co-op games with them as much as you used to. I don't know what you yeah, always, if you're like your neighborhood friends you played games with all the time you go or you try this other's houses have sleepovers and you play with you know games with them all the time and the older you get the more stuff they get into like sports or mm-hmm. or i don't know whatever they're into like musical instruments or anything like that and then when they you know eat, and like they go away to college or or whatever like you might pick up new friends but like you know the older you get again like more adult responsibilities start piling on and it starts kind of dividing like who you can play with at all times Mm-hmm. Like we used to have a big group that we used to play all the time with, like uh, like Overwatch and stuff like that. And like lately, just you know, we haven't really got together to play those kinds of game much because we're we're all over the place these days. I guess we could yeah, try and get, get together and try, but it just we haven't had the time recently. I was gonna say even now, like like recently, there was like a decent sale, and I got like Daisy. And that was the kind of game where I was just like, oh, that would be really cool to play with friends. But, like, you know, I didn't – it's not one that I would think to even try to talk to you guys about because, like, we don't have time to even do games that we all would definitely like, let alone try one that, like, is frustrating enough that, like, maybe 10 years ago I could have seen us being like, oh, yeah, let's, you know, we have the time and money, let's try it. That. You know what I mean? The economy of picking a game that everyone likes – and also willing to spend money on that game, whereas there's like tons time. of other games that people might be into. Yeah, it's like time, money, interest. It's like you're trying to align all those things together. Unless you have like a big group of friends who all like the same thing. Like we, <laughs> I wouldn't say we always all like the same thing. I think it's kind of rare, at least in our little group, that we all Which find is- something <laughs> all like, yes, we're all getting this. Because with free games, you know, that model is kind of a nice thing to have where it's just like, okay, you could get people together on it. And, you know, even if you just want to try it, it doesn't like hurt anyone to try it because 
they don't have to spend any money. They just have to like actually give it a try. Mm-hmm. Right. I will say even yeah. like that that and also on top of like having a full time job, you know, lo and behold, Frog Talk isn't my full time job. But <laughs> but uh like, like having to like do, you know, a, a regular nine to five and then come home and sometimes you don't even want to play. Like you just want to um just relax, you know, like watch someone play or 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 I don't know, just sleep. That's one. Just sleep. Yeah, because when I come home at eleven, uh, you know, I come home. I if Kelsey's up, my wife she'll. Well, sometimes yeah. You after a long day at work, you just want to come home and watch something on Netflix. And if I do have the energy to play something, then I'm already operating on a quarter tank. Maybe yeah. not even that to, to even play to play something like, for instance, when Richie and I last played. Uh, I forget the name again. Path of, Path of Exile. I saw we, you know, we uh, we probably played for about forty five minutes, and by the end we were both pretty done. done. And and well, back in the day, like you didn't have a kid to worry about, so like you you could you'd like sleep in in the morning since you worked nights, but like now you can't even sleep in the morning. Oh, back in the day, yeah. I, at that point. Even before I got married, I was part time, so I had I had even more time. Literally, when I worked part time, I would work, come home, hang out with somebody, sometimes, or I would literally stay up all night and just play. Yeah. I remember, uh, remember the game Infamous. That was for I think that was PS3 exclusive. Three. Yeah, and that game, and uh, what was the other one? Any kind of open world like Assassin's Creed. So like literally would stay yes prototype i would stay up okay. all night and grind i remember infamous being the the one i did the most just grinded the crap oh, out it's of like it those spider-man 2 games where there's yeah, like tokens has, and like yes, skyscrapers yes, tokens, and you have to yeah. like spend hours trying to find all the yeah. you know all the riddler you know riddles yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah like yeah God. i i did every yeah arkham asylum same games they're like, okay, those games. I can't adult do that. And it'd take me a while. I'd love to, but. Well, yeah. right. It's like we'd love to do this stuff, but holy crap. And like, I, I, I get, like, they don't make games specifically for, okay, adults, here's your game. You know, you can just breeze <laughs> through this on easy mode and you'll get a great experience. And for you kids, there's not a lot. Like, if you, like, the kids you can beat in an hour, but like. That's why. You, you know what I mean? They have the kids games. with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're playing mobile games chris <laughs> i know i know well i'm glad i got into brawl stars it's it's good mix between like an overwatch experience but also like a mobile sort of uh like it's not like a very long game like you could pop on a game last like three minutes if right, that, well, that's how you quickly do a couple games and be done and you get you know get that that itch scratched. That's how those this, are this episode brought to you by Brawl Stars. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> because I started playing Contra Clans shortly after I got married, and those games were perfect because you could just get on and get off, and didn't take up too much time. And you kind of got that same effect of grinding, but without the time consumption. You're playing games that work for you while you weren't playing them, essentially. And that, right. that, 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 that's why I turned to those a lot earlier than you, Chris, uh, because 
you didn't really have so many limitations. So those games probably didn't seem very interesting to you, at least until we got to Brawl Stars, because we had already played games like Overwatch and uh, what what have you type, you know, shooters. And, right. And so th- that's why that's just something that's always on my radar, because it's just easy to pick up, especially if I have some time at work. Except the Switch has been a really good thing being handheld too, being able to play games when I have time at work too. But, so if you want a TV setup mixed with like a mobile sort of like mobility with, with gaming, like you get that like quality experience, but mm-hmm. also you can bring it wherever. Like I, I think the switch is literally the, the best console ever created. It could, you know, it could be increased like, like in terms of like how much fidelity it has or the textures or the graphics they can be increased. But for what we have now, the switch is 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 fucking phenomenal. It, it really awesome. is. I dig it. Like the the online could be better, obviously. Like Nintendo has never been great with online, but they're they're getting better. I will say that. So maybe yeah, like the, they typically don't have to be because you can get together and and couch co op if you want. You could do land parties there. Yeah. Well, right. I think that's what it, like it's great for too. You can just bring your switch. And just play with, you know, like you go to a you go to a party, you know, like oh, you can go to an adult party, and you're like, what are you guys gonna do? <laughs> oh, we can play Switch, you know, like you just pop that or bring your Switch over and just, you know, have like the controllers right there for everyone to play. I think it's great. Yeah, it is. Having to sit down at a, at a TV, like you, get, you know, it kind of contradicts what we say, like people watching TV and playing, but like not everyone likes to just sit there and watch, like especially if you're right there. It depends. Yeah. I will also say, like, and, and I know, Seth, like, you, you and I kind of argue about this a little bit, but I'm getting older. Like, I'm not, like, the oldest one here, but I will say, like, if you're playing a very uh, like competitive game, you know, especially, like, a fighting game where you have to put very specific inputs within, like, milliseconds... Uh, my my reflexes have definitely gone down. I can't I can't keep up with some of these like thirteen year olds who can you know pull off like this crazy combo and just like run circles around me. I'm yeah, like I'm still I'm, like trying to keep up, and I'm like oh my god, like and maybe it's because I don't get the practice enough, yeah, and that to say, ties I don't into it's... what I had before. But like some I like I still like my I don't, I don't think I have like carpal tunnel yet, but I definitely can feel like yes. my fingers. <laughs> it's gonna get there one day, I'm sure. But like, I don't, I, think I, don't I can't do what I did before, like back in like teens, like yeah, with some I, of the I, things. I, I mean, love. sure, sure. There's there's physical things that you know degrade over time, but I honestly just think it's like you said, it's just because we don't have time to put the practice in. That's the only reason why they are as good. The reflex just gives them a, a boost to what they already can do. It's it's just muscle memory. It's like anything that you could train yourself. Because if if a person in their seventies can go out jogging every morning better than we can, then what does that say about being better at muscle memory with your fingers and and having reflexes? I didn't know there was competitive jogging. Well, I guess there is. Maybe <laughs> you never heard of a triathlon or yeah, five k. I don't saying like and it's a lot of putting the time in is practicing, and they do have a lot more time to practice. It's just I the time. With age, you get experience. Like I will say, like when I play Smash and I play people online, like there's some 
people who are really really quick like i said and i can't wi-fi keep warriors up physically yeah, well not the what not necessarily wi-fi they're just technically like mechanically faster no and that's not the really the wi-fi characters are using play, i could go hand with samus on wi-fi and and pretty much you know get every every shot off practically and juke anyone else's i shouldn't say that every time because it, it all depends on i swear people use their wi-fi against you on purpose like let me just unplug the land cable just a little bit just a little bit see what i can do get that's that, still a thing that spike. <laughs> you mess with the land cable and like oh i'm just joking but it seems no they just plug lap- in extra laptops really quick it just seems oh that God. whenever I'm about to get a kill on somebody, <laughs> that it lags. But then when they get a kill, it doesn't lag at all. It's like, I'm right. about, oh, you're about to get this you're spike? You're about to win. It lags. You're about to get this spike? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying, I think when I get older, like, I'll be more experienced with games. So, like, I won't fall for, like, stupid newbie crap as much. And that might just become, like, how experienced you are with, game, like, a game in, in general. But I think right. overall... Just like the years of playing certain games, I'm like, okay, like I know people are gonna pull this kind of thing off, and you can, you can, you know, you can also do things like they they wouldn't realize you could do that you could pull off because you just have that experience behind you. That's why they're called playing games. <laughs> I'm just gonna maintain all- my position on being casual. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I think that's, and we lean more casual recently. Like I said, like I think. It, the not older you get, and the more, not not always by choice. And it's kind of like, oh, I don't want to get old, but it's like, you're, you're gonna get old, you know. Sorry, we're not we're in all our gonna 40s. die, kids. But like, you know, we're not young kids anymore. Well, and so, well, and, and much of it, I mean, some of it, yeah, you're right. Some of it's not by choice, but some of it is by choice, just because, like, I've discussed with you in the past. I'm not gonna sit there in the mornings when I'm watching Junie because. Because Kelsey works during the morning and just play all day because then I'm going to feel guilty later on. Like, oh, I just neglected her all day and let her play on her own. I just don't like that. So it's really by choice that I don't play. There's some times where I might mess around with something, but it's never too long. The only game that I actually played in its entirety was Super Metroid because she enjoyed watching me play it. And I'd give her the controller. And m- more often, what I just give her a controller that was off, <laughs> and, and allow her to think that she was playing, which is a good way to do that. Yeah, it, it's the oldest trick in the book, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it and it's only at this stage too. Now I have another one on the way. Go through the same process within a, in a sense, but. Once they get to an age, if they're if they're so inclined to do so, to actually be interested in playing games, then it'll be much easier. You, you always see mostly dads. Not saying moms wouldn't, but dads playing with their sons or uh, daughters or whatever. Then, then you have access to play those games more often. Maybe it looks a little different, but you're still playing. I think that's the. You know, like we say all these kind of negatives about trying to adult and trying to play and lots of responsibilities get in the way. But there's also kind of like 
not like a light on the at the end of the tunnel like we're dying or something like that but there there's some kind of you know cherry on top of the cake like if you have like a a son or a daughter and they you know you want to play with them eventually and they get when they get older i think that's also nice too like you might excuse me right now you might not have the time to play right now but in the future when you want to spend time with them that could be a nice way to bond with them yeah you know no, yeah exactly there's uh i might work i i work as a custodian at an elementary school and uh, they have basketball practice that comes in every night and the one coach that i always say hi to he's always asking me oh did you you getting this game on Nintendo or you getting this? He was like, Oh, I was playing Luigi's mansion. Now he's talking about getting animal crossing and playing with this kid. And it, it gives you hope. It, it gives you an actual insight to what's ahead. It's like, Hey, it's not, it's not what you think it's going to be. It's not what most people that are older is older than us, which probably didn't grow up playing video games as often saying to you, well, now that you got kids, forget playing games ever again. Stuff like that. Well, it's, it's all about timing and culture, you know. Like, right. you know, somebody who grew up in the '60s and you know had a kid when you know in the '80s or whatever, but they grew up playing chess or whatever. It didn't mean they had to like give up chess just because now they had kids. Like, right. It's just it's a hobby, and you you kind of mess with it in different variations. I think it's and... just the stigma behind video games. Yeah, but well, that's, that's just, another topic we'll talk about quickly changing the gaming yeah. stigma. Like I want, I want to talk about that in another sure. episode, but it definitely ties into that too. You want to right. be like scenes like that, you know? Like, oh, all you do is spend all your time gaming. You're like, well, yeah, but I love it. But you also adult too, you know? It's it's. And I'm saying that's quickly going to change. Like you just you have even the gender difference in gaming is is becoming smaller where like you know i teach fifth grade and if i say like who plays video games like there's definitely more girls raising their hands than in fifth grade now than there would have been back when i was in fifth grade you know yeah yeah for sure yeah that's definitely another topic we could go on and on about yeah We'll do that in the, in the following episode. I think that's a that's a really good topic. I think merits discussion. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to beat this dead horse. I think like it was. Just, I just was thinking about this recently, and just you know, as I grow older and having less and less time to to do the the thing that I love, um, and how to deal with it. And it's not like I I don't miss the days when I could game all the time always because what I have today as an adult and like the things i'm doing now i also love so it's like Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a bad thing to get older and not have as much time to to play play games and you know delve into your passion there but there's other ways you can also experience that passion too so i think that that's worth talking and honestly i think with having that limited to you it amplifies the time that you actually do get to play because there's very small moments where I will go back and play a game, like a real classic game and maybe an older game on PlayStation one or something in the middle of the night where I'll kind of just be in the zone and in my own little world where I can enjoy the game almost as if I was younger and 
I don't think I'd be able to do that if I was playing games as if I had the ability to play games as much as uh, um, you know I could. So you have those little glimpses of of uh, those times where you can you do have access to play, but you just have to use that time wisely when you do because it's very short lived. Yeah. It's also good to get fresh air. <laughs> I'll open up. I was gonna say, like, just open up a window. <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> the fresh air thing. The brand new one. I was gonna say, like, what people are listening to this? There's like guaranteed people are just like, good, good God, guys, get get out of your house. <laughs> <laughs> I was just outside today. It was so nice. I looked outside. <laughs> well anyway let's uh move on to the news segments today I, there's a couple of these articles i found over the last week and a half that are definitely worth talking about and uh let's just dive right in okay so the first article i have it's uh i i, I guess a little bit of you know like justice everyone likes to see justice being served and also kind of uh like, wh- why does this keep happening, if that makes sense? But um, so the first article is um, from Polygon. Uh, Nintendo Switch hacker pleads guilty, faces child pornography sentence, too. <laughs> so the not sequel. only was he caught hacking, when they found out he was hacking, they also found that he, he you know, he had child pornography on his, I guess, computers. Or whatever. So it says here, California man who hacked into Nintendo of America servers and leaked information about the Nintendo Switch before its 2017 launch must pay the company almost $260,000 in restitution. And that may be the least of his problems. Um, Ryan S. Hernandez pleaded guilty on Friday on charges related to a 2016 phishing scheme that got him access to Nintendo servers where he was able to download several confidential files related to the Switch and forthcoming game releases. But he also pleaded guilty to child pornography charges related to a directory of more than a thousand sexually explicit videos, images of minors that he stored in a folder he labeled bad stuff. (laughs) <laughs> wow. I love the name of that folder. No shame. Just freaking <laughs> understatement of the year. Bad stuff. You say dad stuff or bad no, stuff? No, bad, bad <laughs> stuff. Is that like you said dad stuff? I'm thinking, yikes. So uh, the reason I, I, I just thought this was interesting is because I hear so many stories about people hacking like uh systems and games to find um hidden content or maybe upcoming releases of things and i like on one hand i'm like i get excited when i hear these things like potential things that are coming up a lot of this stuff is just bs and people just trying to you know say something that'll get a lot of hits online but then also like people who are like weird and do hacks like this I'm not surprised that this kind of thing happens where they're like just weirdos in general and really disgusting people who, in this case, child pornography. Like, why, why is it always hackers that are weirdos? Uh, I think I when you know. become a hacker, you, you sort of, it's like that demographic of people that don't have anything. And when you're, ha- do, do you know of anyone that 
is uh, up to any good being a hacker unless they're trying to, I don't know, counter hack somebody. <laughs> I was yeah, say like, is hacking hard. ever good in the first place? So if you that's what you do as a hobby, you, you're the, 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 you know, chances of you being getting into other things, are, you know, increased. There are people with like hacking skills that their like actual thing is to try and help. I guess it's like white hat, black hat, gray hat, or at least so I've been told by somebody who is in IT. Never heard of it. And it's, yeah, it's the concept. <laughs> like a black hat is just somebody who hacks with the intention of hurting. And then like white hats are like just for helping. And then gray hats are like a mix of the two. I've you never know, well, heard of this. That's it, interesting. I remember, uh, remember reading in the article too that he, I think he went on his Discord or Twitter, was it? I, I can't remember, bragging about, and this is what they typically do when someone hacks into something huge. They, they go and brag about it. But I understand the uh, the desire to brag about something, but then you you have no one else to blame than yourself and you get caught because now you just exposed yourself unless they thought they yeah. were saying these things in confidentiality. But, you know, loose lips sink ships, so why bother saying anything in the first place? Yeah. And, and especially if you if you know that you have thousands of videos of this stuff in, in a file because you think that they're going to... You're also studying, like not treading water. You're like... You're on a really fine line when you also have these things on your computer that will probably put you away for a good number That's of years. What I mean. you're, you're also doing this stuff. It's like, what what are you thinking? I just think when like you're just asking are, to get put away, and uh, they're at a low financially, they just don't care. They just don't care. They just figured I'll just take the risk. I don't know. I like the thought that. Nintendo just pulled like a Disney and it's like, yeah, we own everything kind of a thing. And they were just, they counter hacked him and put the child pornography on there <laughs> just to, just to like get back out of, <laughs> he's like, it's not much. I want to be past Disney. They're, they're a, a giant, well, you know, they want to buy the sun, you know, no more life. So, and, and, the, and the saddest part about this is that you'd think that. Him being caught would deter any any future hackers of doing something like this, but it won't. They'll just try harder not to get caught. They'll just move all of their child porn into folders that is titled "good stuff." Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the thing that really got me hooked on this article when he named his folder "bad stuff" and it's child pornography. Like, I think you could name it like horrific stuff or yeah, like. like... <laughs> Life-changingly <laughs> terrible stuff. <laughs> worst stuff. The worst stuff. His <laughs> obviously his morality is pretty skewed. Yeah, no, no doubt. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> I just thought that was an interesting article to talk about. Um, second article. Now this was the biggie over the last week and a half. I'd say. Um, the article reads, it's from another one from Polygon. Polygon does a good job of keeping articles relatively short, so I like picking from them. But uh, Blizzard apologizes for the condition of World of Warcraft, not World of Warcraft, just Warcraft 3 Reforged, promises action. We're very sorry to those of you who didn't have the experience you wanted. 
uh, that's kind of putting it lightly, I would say. Um, it's so that, the article that sounded re- like a slap in the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Dad. Go ahead. No, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say the way they worded it sounded like a slap in the face to the fans. Like, sorry, you didn't experience it. Maybe they meant it differently, but with Blizzard's track rec- record so far and their apologies, that's I, I couldn't help but think that's the way they meant it. Well, let me let me read on a little bit so the audience kind of knows what happened with Warcraft Three Reforged. So they decided to make a remake of the game. This game is, uh, I think, sixteen years old, seventeen years old. Um, it launched, but okay. So the game uh, Warcraft Three Reforged um, launched in a controversy last week. Consumers said that. The title doesn't live up to expectations Blizzard set when the game was announced in 2018. Making matters worse, the update uh, functionally alters how the original game works online. Now Blizzard has apologized and laid out its plan for the future. We wanted to say we're sorry to those of you who didn't have the experience you wanted, Blizzard said on its forums, and we'd like to share our plans for what's coming next. Uh, Numerous bug fixes are on the way this week in a single large patch blizzard said issues to be dealt with immediately are inadvertently changed to the coloration and shading of the original game portrait animations audio issues and user interface bugs online leaderboards clans and other on the other hand will take more time um so ba- to make I, i've been watching a lot of videos on this to make this uh, to, to kind of like summarize this a little bit blizzard promised a way better game that was released and when it finally released, people who who saw this basically lost their shit. This game currently has a 0.5 medic or audience <laughs> score on Metacritic, and I think it's like a 60% on Metacritic score. It's like 60% Metacritic score, 0.5 audience score or user score. It's the lowest rated game ever to release. I think like I, they just reviewed bomb this like hell and 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 like i said before the the game came out and not only did the game not live up to expectations that people saw in 2018 that they were promised they ruined the original game in numerous ways such as like how the online works uh, how the game functionally works they were they took out stuff to to keep it to like this new version this reforged version but the reforged version sucks so essentially, they lost more than they gained at all, and, and some people, like they, you know, immediately were like, "I want a refund." And initially, Blizzard was like, "No, you're not getting a refund." And people like lost their minds. Recently, they're starting to give refunds. Like you can get refunds for this game if you did buy it, which is good. Jeez. But what what I noticed was Blizzard like on like, "Oh, we're so sorry. You know, this wasn't what you expected," and la di da di da di da, and it just makes me. Like, you know, it confirms my suspicion that Blizzard is no longer the company like most of us grew up with. I think most of the heads of the Blizzards, when we grew up, like when we grew up, the guys who brought Blizzard up to where it is in our minds today, they've gone on to other things and left, which now Activision, I think, is at the helm and they're making all these Activision mistakes. If anyone knows what Activision's done. I'd say it's fairly a simple concept is that they've gotten lazy because like you can, like you don't have to make a finished product nowadays. Like it, they've set it up so that 
you make whatever you make and then oh there's something wrong okay well we could just fix the bugs and then you know it'll become finished eventually and people just kind of accepted it and so now you don't get finished games you just get whatever it is they've finished in time and you're kind of you're stuck with it but like in one element i guess it's there's like a benefit to the fact that it can be fixed but because of that i think it's made them lazy and so and then on the other hand of it like the companies that own it have rewarded or have not rewarded the creativity so like all the people who used to be like super creative you know like uh kojima or not yeah kojima and like what's what was the guy from like bioshock was his name like dan levine or something I oh his name. yeah um i know who you're talking about yeah ken, ken, levine, ken levine ken levine yep like you had i'm like I remember like cliff blazinski back in the day like all these people who are like these big creatives that like made these games that changed certain elements of gaming in the mid 2000s all got crapped on basically at some point and they were all getting crapped on even though they were the ones who did kind of like these big creative uh leaps essentially in gaming and it was just kind of like yes thank you for getting us what we wanted but now you know we want to play it safe so we're just going to kind of like put out whatever it is you know we'll keep putting out the same thing we'll put out the same game every year so we can keep making money because game money but we want to have our you know million dollar salaries or whatever and then you know the people who were actually creative got sick of it and went off and try and do their own stuff or they just quit the thing altogether and so you can't do no wrong too it's like we created this really awesome ip that everyone knows and then some big company who just runs into the ground buys their ip and then just destroys what it is like how we know it and like the, the directors or the creators of the ip they're just like this is not what i originally envisioned and like now i'm beheld into investors rather than just making a decent game to get like you know my name out there and make a great ip now now it's it's gotten more corporate i think is what i'm i think we're getting at is like I think Blizzard sold out. Yeah, m- most of the passionate people that work there aren't there anymore, and now it's just yeah for the greed. And it honestly, it's what makes me the most nervous for what Diablo Four is going to look like. That that's the main one of the main reasons because I don't play Warcraft per se. Like I played a lot of Starcraft. Um, Warcraft isn't my you know particular favorite game but it's still good and i know there's a very devoted fan base for it but i'm looking forward to diablo 4 and overwatch 2 and it makes me really worried for those games because you know what happened back in 2018 with diablo immortal and how they're like you know like oh like you guys don't have phones you know like basically insulting the fan base you know because they want to push blizzard in a certain direction you know and mm-hmm. like this, like at this it, point I just seems like a simple... surprise. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if, you know, there there was like a Diablo battle royale and then like an Overwatch oh battle God. royale. Like <laughs> like it just like Oh my god, what... please no. 
you know, because even, you know, what was the game you guys were playing? Brawl Stars. Like, that eventually did its own kind of version of it. It's like they see what's popular. They see what will make money. And that's what you go for because, yeah, you know, it's not always about art when you have a big company behind it. That's why indie games are, you know, do stand out more these days because you do have people putting their hearts and souls into the art of a game still, but they're not triple A games. No, I I definitely agree. And so you get kind of like this paint by numbers where it's like, okay, let's throw this game idea into the like video game meat machine and like, yeah, they're relatively good. You know, like Far Cry five wasn't a bad game, but it was definitely not necessarily artistically beautiful. Like Mm -hmm. it was, graphically beautiful and it had you know the polish of a triple a game which was great and it was like i really enjoyed it because as much as i'll enjoy any triple a game but like there are you know something like uh what was the one you were talking about last week with uh the spaceship i don't know why i can't think of the name uh, lovers in a dangerous like, space time. Yeah, like, that game actually has like heart and like <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, there's this element. <laughs> lots of hearts in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I mean, specifically. The like, zone is a giant heart. It's a giant heart black <laughs> hole. So you have to go, okay, go ahead. But, <laughs> no, I meant specifically in the element of, you know, you're playing this game and you're doing something different than the the standard. It's not you don't feel like you're being like force fed what you've already played last year or two years ago or in the last game. It's, it's its own unique idea. And the people who created it, like clearly sat down and they wanted to make something that was special and unique. You know, I can't sit there and say, Oh yeah, that's exactly like this other game. Like I, there's, there's no other game I could sit there and compare to it that I'd be like, yep, that's, you know, lover and, Lover in Dangerous Space Time is just this game 2.0. Whereas, like, like right. Far, Far Cry 5, again, as much as I loved it, is just the past Far Cry's 2.0 plus Call of Duty plus Battlefield plus, you know, a few other things here and there. Mm. Indie games seem to, like, it's almost like as the AAA games you can kind of like reach the peak of their life cycle and these companies run it to the ground. It Like, the indie game companies or developers they kind of like take what was good in those games and start basically a new series of games for the next generation that will inspire the next generation and like maybe their games will get big and and hit the corporate you know level again and and get run to the ground but it seems like the cyclical kind of thing where like you you get a good ip people latch onto it it starts making money, you know, they start making sequels and then like a company buys it out or starts trying to demand things of them. They run it to the ground and then it, it paves way for other games and developers to get recognition or, or people's eyes get drawn there, you know, that weren't drawn by the previous game. And then it just continues. It's, it's interesting. Like uh. the, the same issue happens in movies though. Like when you think of like, you know, when they talk about like, oh, the movie, the original movie is great. The director's cut's wonderful, but the studio execs made those decisions and blah, 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 blah. Same kind of thing. Like there's just, there's always these like boardroom people that are in charge of artistic decisions that have 
no actual real artistic input because they're not artists, they're businessmen. They just want the money. Yeah. It's all so the it's colors. Like, it's why, you know, there's a difference between DIY music and pop music. Like it's it's all the difference between putting in your hundred percent because you care for this artistic thing as if it was its own identity versus you know the Ford uh you know factory assembly line version of doing the same thing. Chris, wouldn't you say that sort of segues into our next article a bit? Yeah, absolutely. So this is our okay. fun article for the week. Our I wasn't final saying that and... to moving on. I just thought that. No, well, I, I like Seth and his. Well, I son. think we kind of. <laughs> I think we kind of beat the dead horse. Like it, it sucks. Like hearing about this and people who are into Warcraft. You know, uh, I'm sorry to hear like this. This went on, and uh, I think everyone, everyone's anger is kind of justified. And luckily, they're getting refunds and. Maybe Blizzard will learn their ways. Who knows? But it doesn't make me hopeful for the future for Blizzard if they keep doing this kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, our final article, and it's always our our fun article um, that I always pick out. And I, I promise you guys, we're not going to always talk about Smash Brothers on this podcast. <laughs> I <laughs> we're big Smash Brothers. It's just fans, relevant. But I will say, like, I like I saw this, and I was just like, like really, like honestly, like <laughs> anyway. So, like, the article reads: um, Super Smash Brothers director, who is uh, Masahiro Sakurai, thinks there are too many Fire Emblem characters in Ultimate and Sword Fighter. Let me let me just read that again. <laughs> Super Smash Brothers director thinks there are too many Fire Emblem characters in Ultimate. Which pretty much every fan out there, unless you're like a huge Fire Emblem fan, don't mind, feels there's just way too much FE representation. So, um, so the article is isn't he ahead. in charge of that? Well, right. So the article reads: Masahiro Sakurai, the director of Smash Ultimate, agrees that fan with fans that there are too many Fire Emblem characters and sword-based characters in the game, as posted by a. Um, a columnist in the Japanese magazine Famitsu, um, Sakurai discusses the current situation with Smash Brothers Ultimate's character roster. And he says, I know it well. There are too many farm characters, he said, and too many swordsmen. But when something's decided, I move ahead. And then it goes on to say, hmm. he also explained that the choice is out of his hands when it comes to new characters. New fighters aren't decided by my preference, but are put forward by Nintendo, he said. While wow. Sakurai recognizes a large number of sword fighters in Ultimate, he hopes that all offer something individual. Quote, because there are too many swordsmen, we design tactics only for that fighter, he said, explaining that incorporating the heritage of fighters through three weapons choices is an example of this. Now, I will say that, you know, I, I tried out um, Byleth, who's the new Fire Emblem character that got all this news um, regarding him, uh, I tried him out, and he he does feel like a farmland sword fighter, but he does have some like differences with like his smash attacks and his specials, where his his main attack goes from a sword to like a like a spear, or his he has a ranged attack like a bow, and they're they're trying to say like he's not 
just a swordsman like Marth or Roy or, or Ike. He, he has kind of a mixture of weaponry, but it's not. He's still at heart a sword fighter. Like he doesn't bring anything new to the table. Whereas like if you're a Fire Emblem fan, there are tons of classes in that game that you could do. Like there's like Pegasus Knights where people are flying on. They're not going to do that in Smash, obviously, but they're going to have there's Pegasus Knights with like spears or there's um, uh, like sorcerers. Like they kind of have that with Robin, but he's Robin is still kind of a swords fighter with his is like he has like a thunder sword and like a regular sword. So he's still kind of a, a classic Fire Emblem swordsman. So there's so much more they could do and they're just like oh yeah he has a bow as like his b move it's like okay but you could make an entirely new character where like you can make like a like an axe wielder for god's sake like there's tons of like these berserkers in the game you can make an axe wielder you can do yeah but that's riding horses that you can have a guy on top of a horse running people i don't know but that's what you know that's what they he tried to do with violet to the best of his ability they do have an axe, they have a bow and arrow, and they do have a spear or a javelin or whatever you want to call it. Um, so, but he's like solely a pretty much a sword fighter. Like his base moves are a sword fighting. It's a whip. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played this game, so I don't know anything about Byleth. Well, or any I mean, anything like about a, him. I guess her. the sword is made out of bone, but it is a whip, technically. I would honestly say that Bilefio is the least like a sword fighter, almost in the same category as Robin and Corrin. Yeah, they have swords, but at least they don't... Uh, like Or like, more, more so Robin, because Robin doesn't have a counter, and neither does Byleth. So I, I, I can argue... And against that and say, hey, at least they don't, they're not really like a sword fighter clone. But I, I always thought that Sakurai really got the final say. Like, Nintendo presented him ideas and then he got the final say. But I, I said this to you, Chris, before. I think mm-hmm. uh, Bylis was literally just a promotional... They're just a promotional character. That's purely... Yeah. This, this confirms it for me. That they're they're making... Go ahead. Whoever like um, you know, is in charge of Fire Emblem is like, hey, here's our money. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's owned by Nintendo, so it's it's all the Nintendo yeah, like, parent company's decision. So I guess like, are they is is a new Fire Emblem game coming out or something? Like, is there it already had? But when the choice was made, it was this before the game on... came out. It, uh, gotcha. Three houses that came out what last month or the month before. Wait, is Bio- no, no, this came out a year ago, right? Three I'm houses. Pretty sure, three houses came out like a year ago. Oh, no, I'm no, not no, mistaken. No. That just came out like a month or two ago. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let me see here. Okay, I came out in July of oh, 2019. Okay, yeah, July, yeah. So, okay, so it's still relatively like you know within. You know, like, oh, here's a new character. But it, it just goes to show, and it's confirmed my suspicions that, like, Sakurai doesn't always have the final say in every character he put put, puts in his game. Like, he, like Nintendo, it's, it's obvious now, like, Nintendo's using Smash as, like, a way to advertise their games yeah. that are coming out. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's not hard to see. You can, you can see that with, like, the changes they make to Link 
through games like Link is now his mm-hmm. uh, Breath of the Wild Link version. He's not like his Twilight Princess version, which which was back in Brawl days. It, so like they they definitely switch him around, or they'll bring in like like Lucario was definitely brought in around the Diamond and Pearl game when Brawl came out, and like this game, uh, like Ultimate, they're bringing in like they're bringing in a lot of new faces that you know not aren't necessarily new characters like like the hero characters from Dragon Quest or Banjo Kazooie because Banjo Banjo Kazooie has that hero was a promotional character in a way. Yeah, yes and no, like. It, Yes, I will say yes. Like the older heroes characters that that their uh, like alternate costumes are definitely, um, like there for the fans. But like the new hero that the the main one is from Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, that's definitely mm-hmm. a promotional sort of thing. Which I like. It's not a bad thing. I just think, like again, like I just think this. It's too much representation. And it's like if, like if they keep going with the Smash fighter passes is the you know the next one that's coming out like they already have it set in stone because like okay we're yeah, gonna throw in another right. pokemon and then like when the fire emblem the next fire emblem game comes out i don't know when it's coming out but probably within a year or so like they're gonna just throw in another fire emblem character to, to boost that game yeah and i, I feel bad you know for all the hate that sakurai got because people were i think literally sending death threats to him and all this garbage <laughs> And then why did he always do this? Uh, Give me a like. Isn't he death threats? He just like just, just slap uh, him on the wrist through the online. Well, and, and then you got people who are diehard Fire Emblem fans who are cursing out anyone who hates it. Yeah, I saw it both ways on every social media comment section. People arguing both sides, but these people who are fighting for Fire Emblem, it's like you got to open your eyes and realize it's like look. You know, we got this many characters from the same game. We, we want something new, especially being a sword fighter. Rip Sora. Except the key isn't technically not a sword. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, so, but yeah, I just had to laugh at both parties. But uh, as as much as I didn't care for Violet, I wasn't diehard on, on either side. But um, I did find the people supporting Violet more annoying and what they said than the people that didn't like it. But again, I'm biased. So I will buy list. Yeah. <laughs> buy list. <laughs> buy <laughs> buy list. <laughs> but I'm sure. What do you think, Richie? Um, like, do you think they're, you know, like what would, if I could ask you, like, who would you want in the game? Because like as, as someone who's like, you know, like you're a, a die, not diehard Nintendo fan, but you, you grew up in Nintendo and, you know, you don't really know. I don't really even know these like new characters very well, but like I'm sure you, you you're not very aware of them either. But like, wh- who would you like as like a character that might not be like a Japanese anime, you know, spiky haired sword fighter? I think I, just, I think I would just say someone that isn't well represented, so like you can get something different. So like, I guess that's what. Again, I didn't buy the pass, so I haven't played with any of the new characters. So I don't know exactly specifically how they're different, but like I could tell, you know, like Banjo Kazooie feels like a character that would obviously be different because he's like weird and unique and whatever his game, you know, promotes. But so like, yeah, not necessarily a sword fire though. Again, like it just, it depends with something like, I don't know what Sora does, but like, would you necessarily be getting like a cloud copy with Sora or 
No, no, just because Sora's moves are are very much different in the way he, he like he, he's more acrobatical uh, in a lot of his moves. <laughs> acrobatic, he is. I mean, yeah. when he plays games. He's like flying. Like through he the jumps air around and, and yeah, yeah, he just yeah, and he's he can flying. use spells. I mean, the move set's there, but you, you know, one character that's been rumored uh, countless times, especially whether it be fake league or not, it, that I think you a character that you might be interested in is. Just, I guess, I mean, and maybe again, it might be someone that most people would say definitely say no to because it's sort of like the generic character. But uh, I don't know. I never played a Monster Hunter, but whatever the hero character is or main character, Monster I Hunter. know, I know it's right. They don't speak, do they? Or is it one of the only? Uh, I only played the most recent one. It doesn't. Yeah, I I think I would have had to play older ones to really oh, get okay. it. That would have been that would be pretty interesting, especially because there's so many weapons that right. the monster hunters have. Well, that's what people were saying that Bylas moves could have been a monster hunter character type. Yeah, moves have have like a move set like that because every smash attack is a different weapon. Like her down is like a big hammer, like axe. Her forward smash is a spear, and her up smash is her sword, and then she has a bow. So you people, a lot of people got upset because they said you could have just put the Monster Hunter character there in that fashion. Yeah. You know? But I have faith in the next Fighters Pass. I, I Even if we get, say, another Pokemon, a lot of people are saying, well, we got to get another Pokemon, the grass type. <laughs> third evolution or whatever get that grass monkey from the new game sure it's like, whatever it's like a grass gorilla and it'll just be a donkey kong clone even if we yeah. are in the event that we would get another fire emblem <laughs> character i'm pretty sure that the rest of the fighters are going to be unique enough that everyone will really like but this was the first character violet that i was not hyped for i mean i I'm the kind of person that goes on YouTube and looks at people's reactions, and it was the first one that I did not go around looking for people's reactions. Because <laughs> you just <laughs> knew. It's just disappointment. They made the last character the, the least, you know, wanted character of the fighter pass, so people who are like, you know, like, oh my just god, like, let down. Yeah. like, oh my god, Terry, Honestly. oh my god, Hero. oh my god, Banjo, like, what's next, what's next? And it's like, I'm looking like oh, they what? ended it on just, banjo. Oh, they would have been it would have been a lot more like more promotional for people to buy the next Fighters Pass because I bet you people are, are gonna be quick, second yeah, guess be like almost question. anybody, almost anybody's is able like that. No one's off limit because it's like banjo's clearly rare and rare is owned by I think Microsoft, Microsoft. right now. So, so we any anything game. That's what we should have. Joanna Dark, for sure. <laughs> Joanna um, Dark. Oh, my God. That would have been a, an interesting one, I'm assuming, because, like, it was definitely... No, nope. <laughs> we should have had freaking the Paperboy from Paperboy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Toxic Avenger. Oh, him? oh my God. Oh, we could also have uh, the, the Whatchamacallit. <laughs> These are the worst ideas ever. <laughs> Well, the Pipper Boy is not a terrible idea. I'm sure there's some wild combinations you could think of for him. It's basically just Wario on his bike going back we and can forth. Paper Boy. 
Um, yeah, I can't. It's I can't really think back into the to the logs of things other than, you know, it's like it's wild to me that the most unique character that Nintendo owns is Waluigi, and they just like refuse to do anything with him. <laughs> oh man, he's definitely on like the top list of people who people want. And there's still hope. There's still want. <laughs> <laughs> if we feel the need to throw in another Smash section next or in future episodes, we'll definitely have to talk about like like some characters who we'd love to have in the game. Oh, we will have and then can we just, That's us guessing what Waluigi's moves would be. Sure. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Basically tennis racket like the entire Every time. Move. He <laughs> would be hilarious. Can you screen imagine screen. like a duos playing playing a duos tournament? There's a Wario and a Waluigi, and they just wreck house, and you just like <laughs> anger builds. Oh, they melt everybody. <laughs> well, anyways, I think that's a, a good place to end the new section of the podcast and and the podcast itself. Uh, I think we talked a, a long time tonight, but I think. We had some good conversations. Yeah, for sure. Good times. So um, for the next episode, what I'd like to talk about is um, uh, my uh, a good childhood friend of mine. He's a uh, videographer and director, and he uh, got in touch with me about a, um, uh, a series he's creating about video gamers, specifically gamers who are trying to become like um, big streamers or pro gamers. And um, I'd love to, if I can get him on the podcast, I'd love to just have us talk to him and interview him about his series um, just to talk about it. But like the series itself, other than just being about uh, streamers and podcast, uh, not podcast, streamers and pro gamers, is um, the, the, the series revolve. I, I watched the first episode on my own just to kind of get a feel of what it, it's about and i really really like it so i'd like to talk about it but it it's about basically these gamers dealing with social stigma surrounding gaming culture and being gamers as uh, itself so i thought that would be a nice topic to talk about next time just how being a gamer in this day and age while it's getting easier to be a gamer in some aspects there's still uh, a very big social stigma on in the media um about gamers just being like you know bound home homebound losers basically so i think that would be an interesting aspect to talk about i know richie and i have talked about this at length so if we could talk about that maybe and maybe get my my buddy on here and talk about a show i think that would be fantastic so anyway guys i i thank you again for for joining us on frog talk um richie where can people find you if they're interested in following your your work uh instagram at the lionhearted music and uh youtube.com slash the lionhearted are probably the two best places great and seth uh if you want to find me on playstation or switch oh i can't even tell you my number 
Your yeah. giant name spike too. You gotta remember. spell out your giant switch let me, code. Let me, yeah, let me find it. Hold on. Your you switch have code. Nah, your you switch have code is your social your security number. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Let me check. Um. Yeah. No, I mean, PlayStation would probably be the easiest. I don't. I don't actively do anything with with my name. So. But they could just find you at Spark Tier. Yeah. Yeah. Find me at Spark Tier. All right. And you can find me at the Frog Soul. That's Frog with PH. And um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for the second episode. Uh, we'll see you next time. All right. See ya. Peace. Have a great week, people. Take it easy. Adios. Yeah.